Hi there, I'm Jim. And I'm Julianne. Let's talk teaching. Welcome to Let's Talk Teaching, a podcast from the Center for Teaching, Learning, and Technology here at Illinois State University. I'm Jim G. Joining me today, Dr. Julianne McFan. She is the team lead for our programming here at CTLT and does faculty development. Hi, Julianne. Hi, Jim. How are you? I'm great, and I am so glad to have you on. We've been talking, we've been conspiring to get you on the show since we were, uh, the, you know, the, since the inception of this. Yes. Uh, and there's one important topic I'd like to talk about today, something I have really... I have a real hard time getting mm-hmm. to grips with. And it's this idea of formative assessment. In a nutshell, what is formative assessment? Formative assessment is while students are forming their learning, you do a check-in to see if they are actually on track for learning. It's a little different than what's called summative assessment, where you are gauging whether they've actually learned the material. And most often you put a grade with it. Mm -hmm. But formative assessment is a way to do kind of a check-in while they're learning. It's Mm -hmm. low stakes versus summative, which is usually high stakes or higher stakes than formative. Mm -hmm. So does it it matter what kind of information you're testing for? I mean, is it just vocabulary stuff or can it be higher level concepts? Oh, this is what's so cool about formative assessment. It is anything, anything you're teaching on. And it doesn't even have to be testing. It can Uh just be students talking to each other um, to say, this is what I'm learning. And is this the same thing that you've learned? And in that conversation, they can say, oh, wait, I'm totally off base. And the other can go, I know the answer, neener, neener, neener. So (laughs) um, it's those little moments that bring joy in teaching. Yes, indeed. indeed. (laughs) Okay, so we'll we'll spend a majority of our time today, I think, talking about how to do formative assessment, because I think that's a better, the best way for us to understand it. But stepping back a little bit before we get there, let's talk about what's the real value in doing formative assessment? What's the value to the students and what's the value to us as teachers? So I would say the biggest value in um, formative assessment is it helps students take ownership of their own learning. Mm -hmm. So often as instructors, we say, why aren't they, why are they only caring about what their grade is? Mm -hmm. I want them to become passionate about what they're learning. By doing formative assessment along the way, the, uh, before you do an exam or some sort of paper or something, students can say, oh, I am learning this, and this is pretty awesome. Or if they're not learning it, then they can say, oh, hey, I need to do something about this, and I need to figure out how to learn it. And it enables the students to know whether they're learning before the exam, because all too often students think they know the material, they get it. Mm-hmm. You, you ask the question, any questions? And you get the crickets, because right. the students think they know. Mm-hmm. And then they get their exam back, and they're thinking, oh, maybe I didn't know this as well as I thought I did. So by doing the form of assessment along the way, it enables them to have a better grasp of their own learning. So in other words, when we ask that question, okay, does anyone have any questions before we take the test? 
that's really, in a way, an unfair question yes. to the students because how how would they know what they know and what they don't know? Exactly. Words, how do they gauge that? Okay. So exactly. That, all right. So that makes a little bit more sense. So to better define the difference between formative and summative assessment, say like a, a chapter reading quiz, mm. typically is that a formative exercise or would that be a, just like a quick multiple, here are five multiple choice questions about the chapter you were supposed to have read for today. It actually all depends on how it's being used Okay. by the instructor. In my happy teaching land, mm -hmm. it would be used as a formative assessment technique so that the instructor can say, okay, here's what my students are understanding from this chapter, mm -hmm. and here's what they're really misunderstanding. So I can fine-tune my teaching to go after what they don't understand and what they do understand. I don't have to spend 40 minutes teaching about it because they've got it. But there are a lot of people who do use it as a summative way and they put it in the grade book. And I think it kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. And I, and I confess, I occasionally still in the courses I teach will use reading quizzes. And I guess it's probably a leftover, it's kind of a, a vestige of a time when I really felt like I needed to incentivize the reading in some way other than being prepared to discuss the material in class uh, or tying it into maybe a more uh, a higher level sort of assessment as just a way to apply a couple points to, to try to in incentivize actually doing the work every week. And that's I think that's legitimate if you make it low stakes. Mm -hmm. So I think a big difference between formative and summative is how much of the final grade does this go towards? Mm -hmm. So if you want to... If you're worried about whether students will actually do the reading mm -hmm. or um, do this low stakes kind of assessment, yeah. you can toss some points in there yeah. and and say, you know, these all will add up over the course of the semester. Right. And we want to save a little time in today's show maybe to touch briefly upon the difference between grading and yes. learning yes. Uh, and, and all of that. But um, so just to make sure I understand and that, so folks <laughs> listening maybe um, are clear on this. The difference between a formative assessment and a summative assessment is not the kind of assessment you're doing in that, the structure of the assessment. So you could have a multiple choice quiz that is formative. Yes. Or it could be summative. It doesn't make, you know, it's not like an essay is a formative uh, type of assessment, whereas a, a, a true false quiz is not. Correct. Okay. In fact, there is a body of thought that an exam, mm -hmm. like a midterm, can also be used as a formative assessment assessment right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say that fast um and in terms of when you give the exam back uh -huh. you ask the students to think about what did they get right what did they get wrong right. why do they think they got the things they got wrong wrong uh -huh. did they study did they misunderstand um and the things they got right did they actually know it or did they just guess right mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. and so you can actually take a midterm and turn it into a formative tool uh -huh. and then build upon it in later um, assessment or exams and so forth. And I think a lot of us, when we teach on the university level, we, we try to do a little bit of that. Certainly, I think the spirit is there. I think we would like to think we, we, we maybe do more of it than we actually do. So I, it seems to me that the key to successfully implementing a formative assessment in your course is to formalize yes. these ideas and not just have that little coda at the, you know, as you're handing back 
papers and you ask them, hey, what did you find was hardest on this? But come up with some way to structure that and maybe even measure it. Yes. Yeah. There's a technique called an exam wrapper that makes it more overt Mm -hmm. where you ask the students, uh, I don't know why it's called an exam wrapper, um, because nothing is really wrapped around the exam, but it, maybe it was one day that <laughs> back back when you know dinosaurs roamed the earth and everything was on paper. You said you wouldn't talk about my childhood. Okay. <laughs> so fair enough. <laughs> so in that you, it's a formal statement where you ask the students to answer those questions about what they got right and what they got wrong and how much time did they spend studying and so forth. And you ask them to turn that. And what is their plan of action Mm -hmm. going forward? How are they going to learn the information they missed and have them turn that in? And then a couple weeks later or before the next exam, you give it back to them and say, here's what you said last time, Mm -hmm. just as a reminder. Mm-hmm. And um, that has proven to be pretty effective. I think what we can do is uh, here at CTLT, we have exam wrappers for uh, our OpScan evaluation services. Yes. So what what some people don't know is that we're also, in addition to doing teaching and learning and professional development for faculty, we offer several support services, right. including we're where everyone brings their Scantron sheets to be mm-hmm. to be graded. So what we can do is we can link to some of that material yes. on the show page for this episode. Yes. And that may give people kind of a better idea of what one of these might look like. Yeah, yeah. And and you and the the nice thing is you can tailor it according to whatever your needs are. Mm-hmm. There is no right or wrong one way to do it. Okay. So how would I introduce? What are some easy steps that I could take to introduce some formative assessment into my teaching? One of the easiest ones is a CTLT standby called Think Pair Share. Okay. Think pair share is, I alluded to it earlier, where you stop the conversation and perhaps you ask a question uh, on your PowerPoint or overhead or document camera. Document camera, probably. Back to the dinosaurs again. Right, yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, and say, okay, think about this question related to whatever concept you've just been teaching. Mm-hmm. Write it down. Talk to your neighbor about it and decide if you got the answer right or what your thoughts are about it. And then as a whole class, you kind of debrief. And just doing that process, the students are able to gauge whether they've learned or not. And then in the debriefing, it enables you to determine what you may need to reteach or if they've got it all. Mm -hmm. So that's one method. Another method is um, on... On our campus, we call it the ticket out. Uh, other places, they may call it a minute paper or a muddiest point or something like that, mm-hmm. where you get you tell them, I always encourage a three-by-five card so that they don't write on and on and on. Right. What are you still confused about? Or if you had to tell a friend about the difference between Freud and Erickson, what, what are the major differences between... Um, their areas of research. And then you read their responses. Mm-hmm. And as what happened to me one time is my students had flipped the two and said Freud only studied men and Erickson only studied crazy Victorian women. And I was able to go back to the next class and say, um, you've got it backwards. Freud is the one that thought all women were crazy. Right. And that's why we debunked him since then, Uh but that enables you to get a a read on how well they're learning. It was 
an eye opener for me because I thought I was quite clear yeah. in explaining the difference between the two of them. Yeah. And then I could go back and explain. And it also enabled my students to know on the spot when I came back and went, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you guys, you got them backwards. Right. right. They remembered that. Yeah, because, because they, that was a special moment. It, it, yes, it was yeah, yes. not the routine. Right. Um, yeah. And then there's also we talked about like reading quizzes earlier. Um, there's a strategy called just-in-time teaching, and it's, again, where we are able to gauge what students know before we actually teach on the topic. Mm-hmm. Um, we You can use the ReggieNet quiz tool to have them complete some questions about it. You have the due date early enough that you can look over them, mm-hmm. and then, again, you teach about it in class. And one of the things that came up when I was teaching a workshop on formative assessment was this idea that the formative assessment would be spread out the same way we do like a midterm or a final. Mm -hmm. And one thing to keep in mind is you should be doing some sort of formative check-in two or three times in a class session. So you don't want it to be like this really big thing. Mm -hmm. Using clickers is a way of checking in with your students. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's a formative assessment right there. Really, you could turn anything into a a means of a check-in or a formative assessment. Do you hear from faculty, I'm curious about students' attitudes when they encounter this sort of thing. Because again, I think that both for instructors and for students, uh, this may be kind of a new experience. I don't remember. Maybe maybe I had teachers growing up who used formative assessment, but they were pretty darn stealthy about it. I don't remember encountering a lot. We were always studying for the next test. And, and so do you hear from faculty members that students are a little agog or reluctant or, you know, because there are no points tied to it either and students live and die by those those points, it seems. Well, what I found actually not so much from faculty members is from students when they're doing the mid when I'm doing a midterm chat mm-hmm. is that they appreciate that the f- the professors take a moment to make sure that they're learning and they've indicated that it does help them get a sense of are they learning or are they not learning and it's on the spot mm-hmm. they know what they then need to study versus oh I've got this and then bam they fail an exam or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. so Based on feedback that I've gotten from mid, from students in midterm chats, they appreciate it. Okay. From faculty, when I hear, oh, I can't do formative assessment, what I usually find out is they're making it too big. They're making it bigger than it needs to be. Right. Instead of something simple on the spot, there's... There's a book I would like to – there's actually two books I want to recommend. Okay. And our library carries both of them, I mm-hmm. believe. And we'll put links up to them on we'll the show We'll put page. links up. Yeah. One is a classic by Tom D'Angelo and – or excuse me, Thomas Angelo uh-huh. uh, and Patricia Cross. Right. Who wrote the classic classroom assessment te- techniques. And I always, always use this in my workshops mm-hmm. and say, hey – just go through, find some ideas that you can pull out, maybe adapt, something like that. Mm-hmm. There's a more recent one by one of Patricia Cross's protégés, mm-hmm. uh, Elizabeth Barkley, who was here a few years ago as a keynote speaker for us at our symposium. Right. 
and she co-authored it with Claire Howell Major uh-huh. called Learning Assessment Techniques. And it's along the same lines. Both of these are along the same line. Is They have one or two pages of ideas, and you just flip through it and see, oh, oh yeah, I can do this, or mm-hmm. I can't do that. They're, they're almost like catalogs of, of assessment techniques, Yes, right? yes. Yeah. yeah. No, it's great. And you can go shopping for what, what might meet exactly. your need. Exactly, you know? exactly. And whatever you might need it for. Sure. I, I use them when I have to get some new ideas. Like, yeah. oh, yeah, I could do this. Yeah, that's pretty good. Let me ask you one other thing about the student perspective on sure. formative assessment. You know, the other thing I hear from students when I go in and I do a midterm chat or some other consultation is I hear, yeah, but we need a study guide or we want a study guide. The, the study guide seems to be this big area of emotional concern for these students. It's their kind of their security yeah. blanket for learning. Um, is there a relation between these little formative assessments and a study guide? Is it a way to get students to create their own? Finally, the dream? I, I think, I'm so glad you asked this question. Actually, there is some literature about this. Okay. Where um, there's instructors who actually tell their students to create their study guides and they think, say, hey, mm-hmm. think about what questions we've asked in class, what have we talked about? And they say, I'm not going to give you a study guide, but during maybe a class session that would normally have been devoted to reviewing for a test or Mm -hmm. something like that, Mm -hmm. they break them into groups and tell them to make a study guide. And then they perhaps put it up on ReggieNet or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then after the test, when they give the test back, they show... Here's the study guide that you guys created. Mm-hmm. Here's the test I created before you created that study guide. Mm-hmm. Look how everything matches up so beautifully. Right. You don't need no stinking study guide from me. Right. You've yeah. already got it all. Yeah. yeah. And and again, it helps the students take ownership. It helps them give that confidence. It's the um I'm going to go jargony on you. It's sure. metacognition. Mm-hmm. The more they think about their own learning and their own thinking, the more their learning will stick. And so the formative assessment helps with their metacognition, forcing them to create their own study guide, helps them think about what they're learning. As long as we're not doing the work for them, they're going to learn. But too often, mm-hmm. instructors get frightened, and yeah. they do the work for their students. Right. So that brings us to kind of our final point for today, because we are, we are running yes. a little low on time. Uh, the difference between grading and assessing. What, what is the difference between <laughs> grades and assessment? So this is a great question, because we, as professors, have a tendency to mix the two up. Oh, yeah. And so I'm, I have some notes in front of me. If you hear the paper rustling, oh, that's... that's That's Mm -hmm. me looking at my notes because I want to make sure I get this right. Mm -hmm. Um, Assessment basically is feedback. It is used to determine what a student knows or can do. Okay. It's just feedback. It, It can impact their advancement perhaps to the next step, maybe a placement, a placement test Mm -hmm. perhaps, or ultimately it can impact grades. Now, grades are actually much more high stakes. Mm -hmm. According to the research, it is an accepted level or standard, a number, letter, or symbol indicating a student's level of accomplishment um, or a determination of the quality of something like academic work. It is actually to tell people going forward, 
here's what the student is able to do or their potential. It's a certification. It's a certification. In a way. Yeah. It's this student yeah. has learned this material and can go on to the next. I see. And that's where where things like, well, he tried so hard, so I gave him a little nudge on the grade, yeah. can come back and haunt. Right. Because trying hard is not the same as indicating that they have actually learned. I got you. So it is... Um, so A for effort really is just for effort. It, yes. And it does, not, it does not indicate a level of certification, a level right. of, of com- skill or completion right. in, a, in a certain yes. exploration. Yes. So it's... Yeah, it's basically a grade is a professional opinion of how well this student has done in your course. So it sounds to me that if we can if we incorporate formative assessments in our teaching, then we can have more confidence in the grades being actually what the grades are supposed to be. <gasps> yes. Do, do I did I get it? Yes. All right, 22 minutes, and it, that's all it took. So there's hope for all of us, I, I guess. Uh, if I can get it, everyone can. Julianne, thank you so much for joining us Thank today. you for inviting me. Uh, we will have you back again sometime. We'll talk a little bit more about grades and assessment, I think, uh, down the road. And formative assessment is always a topic yes. that I think we can revisit. So and, and we will also talk about how to make sure your exams actually grade or actually assess what you're hoping they'll assess. I look forward to it. (laughs) And that's all the time we have for this week's episode of Let's Talk Teaching. You can find out more about what we talked about today, about our podcast in general, and how to subscribe by going to our website, ctlt.illinoisstate.edu. Just click on the podcast link on the upper right of the page. For Dr. Julianne McFan and everyone here at CTLT, I'm Jim G. 